to go. You ain't got the answers, man. You ain't got the answers. All right. Shit. All right. Welcome back to FPRK Radio Podcast. I'm your humble host, Aston Wallace. Um, I'm back. I told you I was gonna be back. Uh it wasn't a lie, cause he's back. I'd be I'd be now nah, I'll record once and be like, you guys, I'm gonna record more often and then and be back. Yeah, and yeah. Take a break. Yeah. Um, but I'm back. I had a good uh week, a good two weeks. I went home to Philadelphia, go birds. Um hey. I watched the NFC Championship game. It was fantastic. I know. Um, I did a I did an ayahuasca uh, uh, ceremony and trip, so that was good. I'm coming at y'all cleansed and healed and ready to talk to you about the world. I did engage in um, tomfoolery on the internet because you know I'm healed now. I'm better. I engage. Okay. Uh, right. I engage. Uh, but anyway, I'm joined by my guest, uh, esteem uh, comic, comedy store regular now, yeah. uh, Chris Riggins. Hi, how's it going? And Chris is he's from uh San Francisco. Well, I'm from Berkeley, but because it's like one of those things like, you know, San Francisco is the big city, so everybody calls it San Francisco Bay Area. Right, right. But it's kinda like, you know, the Bay. The Bay. The you know? Bay. Well for like this, if you're from Oakland, you say Oakland because you don't right. represent the Bay, you represent Oakland. Yeah. Whereas if you're from the Bay, anywhere else out, you could say the Bay. Or if you're from San Francisco or I say I say the Bay mostly because when you say Berkeley, people don't really they they don't really associate Berkeley with anything. There's no rappers they, from Berkeley. They do. And and what they do associate, bro, look at this, look at this transition here. Cause this is this is fuck politics, religion, and Kanye. Yeah. This is fuck politics, religion, and Kanye, where we talk about the things you're not supposed to talk about. Politics, religion, and Kanye and West. Kanye, yeah. And the first topic is politics. And that is basically what I know Berkeley for. Uh Berkeley is definitely was definitely known for uh oh, sorry, I don't know if this is in front of is definitely known for protest. Uh, in the 60s uh, at UC Berkeley and stuff like that. Uh, well, still, they don't be letting niggas talk on campus up there. I mean, I haven't dealt with the campus in so long. Like, it's one of those things that's like being from Berkeley, I grew up on, I grew up in South Berkeley, okay. which is the furthest point from the UC campus. So right. basically, you know, all that was going on didn't affect us down in South Berkeley. I mean, but here's the thing. I will say we were more political um, in Berkeley as a whole. Because, like, for instance, I remember for, a, I think it was a third grade field trip, we went to meet Jesse Jackson and give him a thousand origami cranes. All right. Yeah, that's that's what Berkeley going to Berkeley schools is like. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a different than, like, growing. I mean, I guess if you were growing up in, like, a you know, some kind of environment that's just like apolitical, not even apolitical, but just like we're Democrats. It's we're Republicans. It's and complete, just like real simple. Y'all are like active. growing up in Berkeley is the complete opposite of growing up in uh conservative Texas. Right. You know but it's I mean? also different than growing up in like uh, you know, like maybe where I like grew up where it's like we're just just run of the mill Democrats, like what the state, oh, what the government yeah, yeah. is saying, we're saying we're super Democrats, right? We're just going with the flow, and like y'all yeah. are like, no, we yeah. Gotta, Berkeley is the type that is that is sabotage. Berkeley's a, like this. If you want to know where Ralph Nader's votes were coming from, it was Berkeley. That's that's, what I'm that's who kept right, that right. man alive. It was like, fam, yo, y'all messing up the whole election. Like just. Let yeah. Ralph go. Like he'd be a great host on KPFA in Berkeley. I love Ralph Nader. I voted know? for him. Yeah, uh, on public radio, I would love to hear him, yeah. but I don't want to vote for him. I vote for him. Why, why wouldn't you want to vote for a Ralph Nader? I don't know. I'm more of a when it comes to voting. I'm more of a who's gonna get 
the job done type guy. What is the job? The job what is, is the job. The job is to stay out the streets, in my opinion. And what That's I mean a, by is, I don't want, I don't want a politician that wants more attention on themselves and on the issues. I mean, yes, you know what but I mean? what are what are the issues? You know, like I don't know at this moment. Like it's so many. Like okay. This is all right because right, I just moved to LA, so I don't know what LA's issues are yet. But in the Bay Area, it's gentrification and crime right now. Um, and because, what, like, what mainstream politician do you see that is doing any? None real, of them. So, like, why? And this is this is kind of my thing because, like, I'm a third party voter. People get upset with me. Um, the only time I've been upset with myself about voting was when I voted for Joe Biden. Uh, and I, I was like, Ugh, I didn't vote for Hillary. I felt okay about it, right? I right, voted right. for Joe Biden, and I'm like, what am I, what am I doing with my vote, right? Yeah, and the reason yeah. why is because, like, I think these people actually have ideas to address the things that we call them crazy, and they can't win. But they're the only people who actually have an idea. What are we trying thing. to get at? I understand that idea. Actually, yeah. that makes I I respect that mindset. I'm not against third party voters, but I'm again I'm for smarter third party candidates because putting a candidate that does have great ideas and everything doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be able to get those things done once elected. Because here's the thing about politics: whether you're third party, you're Republican, and whatever, when you get into the election, once you've been elected and you're thrown into the fray, right. you got to play ball. You're in the ball game in the ball ball game has yeah. its rules and its rules have already set up. So if you go in there and you have all these great ideas, but you don't know how to play the game, you're going to be just sitting there with all a right. bunch of great ideas that aren't going anywhere. And it's going to be, then you're going to look like a real jerk because then people are like, well, you had all these great ideas. How come you're not getting anything done? And you're sitting there like, ah, all right, here, I didn't realize here, all the steps. I Here's what I compare that to. Like if we were electing people to uh, get out of an escape room, right? Right. And there's one dude who's like, listen, I've done this escape room a bunch of times. I, I, I've, I've tried this a million times. Uh, and the other person's like, I've never been in here before. And you're like, all right, what's your plan to get out? And he goes, well, I actually like the escape room, so I'm just going to hang out in here. <laughs> yeah. And no. the other person is like, listen, I've never done this before, but I want to try every motherfucking, I want to get out of this yeah, room. I hear you. My goal is to get out of the room. If the other dude, he might know the room well. Guess, but he's happy in the fucking room. Guess who room. I'm voting for? I'm voting for the nigga that designed the room. That's who I'm voting you for. You can't vote for them. Who the guy who you designed the room? Vote for them. Or the guy that that has the the secret blueprint he's, written he's, on his he's, hand. He's not on the ballot. I, I put it like he's, this. He's paying for the guy's election. Exactly. Like, recognize the game that and we're that's playing. And that's why I'm going to pay for whoever he puts in that room. Because like, here's the thing. I'm when it comes to voting, I'm not as uh, I want to say risque as I am when it comes to other things. Now, here's the thing. I'm not against other people's way of voting. My philosophy really much is live and let live. If you vote against the way I vote, I'm not going to be like, oh, you're a terrorist. I'm just going to be like, well, you know, we saw the issue different. Right. We voted yeah. what was in our best interest. Um, for, yeah. And that's kind of what the issue is. We've forgotten that, you know, everybody's voting for what's in their best interest. And the issue is a lot of people don't really know what's in their best interest. Um, and I think that people that think they know it's in everyone's best interest aren't as much, aren't in a much better space than the people that don't know. Cause like, there's a lot of stuff I don't know. And I'm comfortable saying, I don't know what the fuck that means. Right. I, 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 yeah. I don't want to be a part of anyone's best interest. And I don't want anyone yeah. telling me what's in my best interest. That's exactly. why I vote. Bye. I, and that's, that's why I usually very rarely tell people how I'm voting. Yeah. I very rarely talk to people about how my voting, because I mean, 
for all intents and purposes, like I may vote against something that's quote unquote what Berkeley cats wouldn't right, vote against, yeah, but yeah. I'm thinking like you know uh, in the long I, run. Listen, I, the the amount of if Trump ran again today, Ooh. there are so many people I know, so many niggas that, I know, <laughs> so many niggas I know. So many that, are that like, I've heard them all the last. Man, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was on something. And that's the did. that's the lack of knowledge because, like, I mean, he didn't know what he was doing. It's the, and the funny thing is that with Trump, it's like if Trump had been about the ideals that he kind of came in with, which was clean the swamp and actually do something for the people like he kept saying he was going to do this for all these people and people kept hearing that instead of seeing his actions my thing with trump is you just got to watch his actions like he is not a man of the people he is not trying to be president so he could right. help us yeah he's trying to be president so he could say i'm the president of the united states i'll do what i want yeah. to do he's really more or less doing it to help to help himself which you know i'm not going to say other presidents aren't doing the same thing, but at least, at least Obama and Biden and Bush were well, good at lying about it to us. Great at lying. At least about they made it. us feel like, uh, hey, you know what? I do care about you. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and like I talked to some, I talked to some like Trump head the other day, some uh, Trump lady, and you know, she was like, no, you know, like you know, Trump was, Trump was, because she was like, fuck the government, I'm done with the government, but Trump, he wasn't with the government. And I was like. If that was true, I'd be with you. Right. Like if Trump was the asshole that he was, and like you said, right. truly was that guy. But I'm like, he's a grifter. Like you yeah. clearly see that this nigga he, is. He grifted you. He That's, basically. And it's, yeah. all, and it's so. It's like it's such an obvious grift. Oh my but god. But you understand that people are like so desperate for that idea, like this, like fuck the system. Well, like this guy got in and said fuck the system to some degree. Well, but it's all bullshit. And the funny thing is, like, if, if those people realize how close they were to a lot of the revolutionary black people's ideology of fuck the system, then it would freak them out how yeah. close to Stokely Carmichael they are, how yeah. how close to Huey Newton and Martin Luther King they actually are because they think they are. But I always say uh, Trump was a direct. Uh, a direct, uh, was it? Uh, every every action has a a, a, a direct like equal and opposite equal reaction. And, yeah. Obama. He was the opposite reaction of Obama because yeah. what it was was once we got that black president, they felt, oh my god, we got to stop from another one because I mean we got a half black one this time. Imagine when we get a, a uh, full nigga in there. Yeah. If we had a full nigga in there. Do we, we, even, have, do we even have anyone? I mean, Hakeem Jeffries, I guess. I mean, Colin Powell's like it. the most was the closest full nigga that nah, was gonna get. I, yeah, and I would have voted for Colin just because. Yeah, he may have rolled with Bush, but he, he, he was smart as fuck. He may have set up there with that. Yeah, this is the yellow but uranium that they've got in he's Iraq. He's smarter and, than. No, he's smart. He's a smart dude, but he another. He another. I mean, they're all. I mean, here's the thing: it's like being a comedian. To be a comedian, you got to go to open mics. So it's kind of like with politicians. That's 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 why I'm glad Colin Powell never ran. I'm glad he didn't. I, I, I can't. I can't say I'd ever vote. For any, like I, right now, going into like a next election for my third party candidate even, like I, I'm just so like anti-war, like anyone who's just like, we, we're just not going to go to war. Like this, right, right. you know, like Democrats coming back in, they were like, oh, like, 
if you if you was critical of Democrats, you were like, there's there's going to be a war soon, and they're like, no, there's not. No, we're not gonna. We're do just that. paying for a war. Like, don't worry. We're no. just like they they're, they're they're war people. Like both sides are war people, and I'm, oh, war I'm, makes money. War makes a lot of money. This war fear yeah. makes money. Like that's the thing. Well, like if you look at the rest of the world compared to America, like America sells everything based in fear. If you don't have this, you won't be part of this group. If you if you don't vote this, this is going to happen. Right. If you don't buy these products, your fucking skin's going to fall off. That's how America is sold everything. And you go to other countries and they're like, hey, bad shit happens. But guess what, guys? You're alive. You know what right, America's right, right. like? You're going to die. You know, so it's one of those things where it's like there's no politician. Is gonna, nobody can get into politics in this country and not get a little dirt on their hands. And. I prefer upfront dirt. We have to raise the bar. Is what I say. Why? Got, what do you <laughs> Why? Mean we, we the bar's the, been working. The, thing, the bar's where it needs to be. Like if we go to the war, bars, I don't want you, peaceful you, motherfuckers. You you frequent two cities. Um, that is San Francisco and Los Angeles. And if you walk through the streets of these cities, both of these cities, it's poop on the street. They're, they're, Niggas on the street. There's whole people yeah. all through everywhere on the street. Every we up here in in the valley and oh, shit. So if nice. you drive up, no, nah, you drive under a bridge. We're in a, we're still in a, go, catch we're in a garage yeah, that's but, supposed to be for cars, but it's set up as an apartment. Like I could live a, in here. Uh, I, I mean, it's nice, and you might catch somebody out on the street. Yeah, I live up the hill. I see motherfuckers walking up the street up there. Like this, it's nothing's okay. Like it's not, oh, no. and we had, you know, I, I you know, we, uh, the the last two politicians that came in town, what should we call it? Uh, the the lady that's in there now and the rich oh, guy, uh, Karen, Karen Bass. Bass and uh, Rick Shapiro. I don't know his name, but uh, I was like, which one? That everyone's like, they're going to do something. Who's going to do something? Well, you got to understand, homelessness is not is necessarily an issue American take care of or. No, a, it's not. Or the cops can take care of it. It's really a it's socioeconomic a thing. It's pretty much like... We need a drastic change within our society. We need it is a we symptom need, of a sick But that's not going to happen through politics. Like, I don't think that happens through politics because as we've seen through the years, politics is just a game. It's just literally these people... Who is a popularity show for six months where they they right. they try to make us like them and then they go to work for six months and they do whatever they do and then they come back and tell us okay I tried to do this but there's all these uh, you know and these other people didn't like the idea so I had to lobby against them for three months and all but, that that's the, why I'm saying the societal we raise, change we need to raise we, the bar but here's the thing politics is not where we raise the bar the only way but the way to raise the bar in politics is we got to raise the bar with everyday individual acts of Kindness of, and of, shit? of not kindness, generosity of, of, of like, and I'm is a big dangerous word of socialism and communism. You know what I mean? Like we need for the, the, the people, you know, me, you, everybody who, who has something to start trying to look out for those who don't have something. Because like one thing that's, that's, that I've learned going through like recovery of and rehab and all that shit is you can't make people do anything they don't want to do. They're not right. ready to do. There are some people on the street, not because they, they, they're they lazy, whatever, just they can't make it out. Um, and so it takes upon us to not, not depend on the politicians to fix it. Because if I, we start doing it on our level, politicians will follow suit. And I guess my argument, one, is I'm not waiting on the politicians to fix it. Right. What I want to do is 
demand that the politicians stop making the conditions that create it. I don't want them to fix it. I want them to just stop creating yeah, it. Yeah. Like either, you know, actually like do your job or get the fuck out the way. Like, and they're literally in the way. It's, 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 it's you know, not it's people just ending up out there. It's capitalism. Right? It's the way our dollar works is in the way. Like it's the one thing I always say is equality and all that, all those good words and all that shit can't happen as long as money is the driven force in our society. You know what I mean? As long so, as money is the reason why we do anything in society, we'll never get universal health care where people who are sick, who can't like, you know, there's people on the street right now who got injured at a job, had a house, had a home, had everything, got injured on a job, went on disability, whatever disability ran out because you only get so much. Then they couldn't get their drugs. So what happens next? You go for the cheaper substitute, which is usually something that's from the street and that's a lot more addictive. And now you're addicted to that and you lose everything. And now you're walking the streets, mumbling to yourself shitting on yourself and it's not you know and i'm not saying everybody don't don't i know but you just described i do i do i'm a workers comp attorney you just you just described half my clients are yeah exactly um yeah it's it's not it's it's a system and like i talk to people all day about this like you're you're in a system that sets you up to fail yeah this is how it works like i have to have that conversation with people and be like listen this is a shitty system that i wish i could do more for you but... like, oh why is it like this i was like because this company needs to get money yeah, like in this company set up with an like, and I've I've gotten yelled at in court for screaming about you know like if all these people just had health care, right? We we're set up in a system that's made so all of us can get paid. Like we're in a room full of people, all mm -hmm. of us got to get paid, so this person can get a, a procedure that costs as much like less than all of us being in this room, but we all got to get paid. Yep. That's the system. And they'd like, shut the fuck up, Aston. Because do you realize, and this is that they don't support like universal healthcare. Because yep. they'll say, you realize if something like this gets passed in the right way, we're all out of a job. Yep. And it's I'm the like, fear. It's the fear. It's the fear. If you help these people, it's going to make it worse for you. And that's kind of like, you know, why we still have racism because, you know, there's a, there's a, large amount of white people who feel that equality means less for them, more for us instead of equal amount in, in, yeah. in a shared, you know, space. Like, you know, they think in order to, to give us the things that we need to even the playing field, they have to sacrifice the things they already have. And it's like, no, we don't want you to give up your house for racism. We just want you to be aware of what's going on and maybe right. create more opportunities for people to get their own homes like yours. I mean, and I mean, I think I, and I've been thinking of it like, uh, like uh, the last season of Atlanta, mm. um, the opening scene where the guy's in the boat and he's telling the story about his hand being stuck in the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and he doesn't realize that his hand's stuck in the machine and they're screaming for it to stop. And he's like, we're, and he ends up like basically like we're cursed too is like how the John ends. Um, and like, not just for like racism, but for like wealth. Um, I think people need to, or they'll see it maybe at some point that, you know, if you're the richest person in the world, it actually benefits you, right? If you've earned your riches, right? Yeah. It would benefit you to have less poor people in the world, right? I have less money to spend on security. I have less fear. Like there's, there's, there's less, there's less psychologically, um, 
less of a these people are after to get what I have. You still right. have more than everyone else. Right. There's only so much a motherfucker can have. There's right. only so much. Right. But you, you still, still need security more. because but there's mentally ill people. You need who, security, but you need less, less security. Less security, yeah. And there's mentally ill people because we're living within a world that like, you know, when you watch like the 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 murder documentaries and stuff, mm. and like you know a decent amount of when you watch them, you're like, I get how they got there, right? Right. I got right. I get how they were made that, and it's usually like some parent who doesn't have a job, and so they got a drink, and and, yeah. and they might be in that system that you you were talking about, you know, they get hooked on drugs, and we know what makes the crazy people like we right. under like people aren't that difficult, like we're breaking people as a yeah, society. Well, the mind is still a fragile. Most fragile muscle is the most powerful, most fragile muscle in, on your body it's, because if it's fed the right stuff, it becomes so powerful that it it succeeds and everything you do wins, you know. Um, and if it's fed the wrong stuff, then it could lead you to psychosis and and basically losing it. And so, to, in the layman's terms of, yeah. of the word, you know. So, uh, segue into uh, next part. How are you spiritually feeding your brain? Oh, right now? I mean, truthfully, being in L.A. is doing that for me because I'm working at the comedy store now. And the thing about it is, like, you met me when I first moved to L.A. When yeah. I came to L.A. in 2016, I came here after a divorce. Um, I was I eat, I got quickly got addicted to cocaine and, and alcohol, and it was just not a good moment in my life to be here. So I, I left. I know you then. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> oh yeah, you were part of the. Hey, uh, my mom watched this. <laughs> uh, uh, it was none of his fault. No, so uh, I went. <laughs> I went back to uh, the Bay Area and got clean and came back. And now it's like the the fact that I get to go to the comedy store and actually work is literally my spiritual yeah food now because it's like. Yeah, you know, I got some bills that are late. I, you know, got hit with some fees and some other things. You know, normally that would drove me crazy, but now it's just like, yeah, that's happening. But guess what? You get to do. You get, you to, get to go, to go work at the world famous comedy store, yeah. and they make you tell jokes. It's like they're literally like, hey, yeah, go uh, put those chairs away, and then get on stage <laughs> right. and do your jokes. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I guess I should jokes. go do my jokes. Like, yeah. it's one of those things. So. Yeah. I have the same, not the same affinity for the comedy store, but it's like I have that affinity for the comedy store. It's right. where I first like really started watching comedy. Right. I would go there. That was my like every Thursday. It was I did that more religiously than church. I would right, before right. I did comedy, I would go there every week and just like watch the show show upstairs. Right, just crack them uh, up. Yeah, yeah. Like back the first year, crack them up. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Like when Leslie Jones hosted, crack them up. Oh wow. Yeah, it was Leslie and Esau McGraw. Oh wow! Uh, he was her first. Old, yeah, that yeah, was, like way back old. in the day. Uh, so I mean, like I still feel that way when I go there. Like you know, this is this is the spot, right? Yeah. So that's 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 a yeah. It's it's really dope because like I got I wanted to come back down to L.A. but I didn't have any financial means of staying in L.A. because you know in the Bay Area I get paid to do comedy. Yeah, I get paid handsomely to do comedy because I'm I'm one of the best comedians there. 
Um, I won the San Francisco comedy competition. So it's like, yeah, my stock is very he's, high he's, there. He's a San Francisco comedy champion. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. I won that. And so there's my stock is high there. And so I get paid there weekly to do comedy and I can make, you know, I can make $2,500 untaxed money yeah. doing comedy a month there. But then to be down here, I cut into that because here yeah. we're doing, we're talking 10 bucks a show. We're talking yeah. exposure. Like somebody's going to see you. Like, I don't drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's why, I, you know, thank God I don't drink now. Cause yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, they try to pay you and drink tickets and all that stuff. So to have the income of the comedy store, plus the, uh, the, the, the uh, infrastructure of the comedy store and the industry is really dope because like, you know, last week we did uh, our up next show, which is the door guy show. Yeah. Um, and now what it is, is uh, 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 Emily LaFord, she is there to develop the talent that is at the comedy store. I don't care how to tell the kind I want to hear what you believe in. Oh, what I believe in. <laughs> well, Right now, you know, it's like I've been, I've been, I've been doing some SGI Buddhist uh, chanting. Oh, word! Um, yeah, yeah. My friend got me into it maybe a year or so ago, um, just because I was having a difficult time, just yeah. kind of coping with sobriety, and it was like, you know, it was. It's like people don't tell you that when you get sober, it's not going to end the depression and all this stuff. It just yeah. it helps you deal with it a lot better. Yeah, because so, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is also you're so sober, you're so focused on all of it. You're like, fuck. Yeah. I'm focused on this shit. I can hear this shit. So then you hear, you know, you know, voices and all this shit. And so basically she got me chanting, you know, Nam Yo Ho Renge Kyo. Are you doing uh, the, the yeah, Tina one? Yeah, the Tina right. one. Now yeah. I'm here, Uh She got me chanting that, you know, and it it used to be, you know, it's, I should be doing it every day, but now it's a, like when I need it type thing. Like, you know, if I need a boost. But, so I was talking to, uh, I don't even know what app he owned, but some dude, he owned like one of the meditation apps. And that's what I was like. I was like, yeah, you know, I really believe in meditation. I think it's great. And yeah, um, I want to do it more. I ain't meditating like, you know, like, two, three months, right? And right. I was like for like five minutes. And I'm like, I, I know I do the same thing with like, uh, you know, just all of the things that we know are good for our brain and health. And you like do it a while and you'll be consistent. Like I'm supposed to do yoga every day, right? right, I know, right. And I know if I did yoga every day and meditated every day, just I know it's better for my mental health, right? Exactly. Period. And both of them don't take that much time of the day. I fuck no. off. Fuck off so much more time doing you so much more dumb do shit. Do it for as long as you need to do it. Right. That's what dude was like, do it three minutes a day. And he's like, you, you'll be good at three minutes a day. Three minutes a day is better than, you know, Nothing. doing it for an hour a month. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> You know right. what I mean? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, how do you, how do you, how, how does it affect you, the, the chanting? Calming, focusing. Like, I did a lot of it. When I was in the comp, because the San Francisco comedy competition is a month long competition with three weeks of straight competition, four nights oh, a week, damn. and not not just that you're going to one spot, but you're traveling up and down the state of California to do it. Because like literally, only one show happens in San Francisco, yeah. So it's an endurance test, and it's one of those things where you have to balance that whole doing your daily life and driving three hours to do a gig, getting to that gig, and being focused on that gig. You know what yeah. I mean? And it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I just got to get focused on the gig. And so I would chant, Nam yo ho renge kyo, Nam yo ho renge kyo, Nam yo ho renge kyo, uh, you know, until I was calm or until I felt 
like whatever I brought into the venue from outside had left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, had an argument with my girl or, you know, just traffic was annoying. Mm -hmm. and Okay. And now I'm in the venue. Now all my only focus is going on stage and telling these jokes and advancing to the next level in this competition. And it helps. And it's like, you can chant when you're stressed. You can chant when you're, when you're, uh, when you're calm, you can chant, you know, out of gratitude. It's like, and the thing about chanting is like, yes, it's Buddhism, but Buddhism is more like a universe. Like it's, it's more of an entity than, I would say you're, you're you're using Buddha's techniques, right? You know, you're not chanting to Buddha himself. You know, yeah. like, hey, you're the you're the god deity. You're just kind of chanting, and Buddha saying the universe is what provides all this, and this universe is connected through all this energy and all through this 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 synergy and all this stuff. So when you chant, what you're doing is you're opening yourself up and letting the universe know, hey, I'm here for whatever you got. You know, no, send no, me no. something dope, hopefully, yeah, you know, yeah. and if you send me something that's not too dope, well, you know, give me, I'll, I'll know, I'll know how to do it. I'll oh, right, come right, back, right. I'll yeah, come yeah, back yeah. to you and, and, and ask for help chance, doing it. Yeah. some more, maybe, maybe so, yeah. it'll be different. Yeah, so it's a relaxing thing. And like, also the thing is with chanting is like a lot of people have trouble meditating because technically meditation is very hard because, because your mind hard. Once you shut down everything else, your mind is really what takes over. Your mind is like, hey, hey, yeah, oh, so you're in here with me. What's up, pal? Like, let's talk about that shit that happened five years yeah, ago. Remember yeah. that when we had that thing the other day? And that's what your mind is doing. And it takes a long, 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 long time to get to a point where you can shut all that off and you can actually just meditate. I think I've maybe gotten in it. It, it was like great. And I'd I be telling people about this too. I'm like, you know, I, the one time I like meditated for a while consistently, I could get to like a minute, maybe two, three minutes of quiet. And that like, like quiet, you know, and you're like, oh shit. Like I can turn, I can actually with some work, turn this bitch off. And I'm like, it's worth it. I tell people like, it's hard. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's hard. It's hard sitting there. Yeah. But ooh, when you when you when you feel it, it's like that's like the a little drug right there. Like, yeah, yeah. Because my thing with meditation, I, I fall asleep. I'm I, not good at it. I'd be like, and I yeah. when I then I then I wake up like, was I meditating or was I sleeping? Yeah, I can't remember right now. It's it's like crazy for me. Like you know, with like uh, you know all like addiction or anything. Like when I'm trying to like quit smoking cigarettes and stuff or anything like that, and I'm like paying attention to my mind and what it's doing. Like, it's like during meditation, like my mind is just being like, it's just making up reasons why I need to get up. Yep. Like why I'm like, nah, you just ask, you gonna go sit here for 20 minutes. There's no reason you got to get up for 20 minutes. And my brain is just like, nah, nah, you forgot. You should send, you should go send an email. Did you send an email? Yep. Like, yep. oh, like what did your mom, like your mom was, your mom was going to call this week. She could be calling, like, go just check your phone. Turn, like, and yep. your brain is, it, it's crazy. It works like against you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of what meditation is trying. You, you're trying to master your brain, yeah. but your brain is definitely like fighting you. Like, yo fam, I don't want to do that. I don't want to sit in peaceful <laughs> and think quiet thoughts. No, nah, man. No, nah, let's yeah. ride out. Remember the yeah. Eagles, man. We about to win the Super Bowl. Like, we, yeah. are about, we are about to win the Super Bowl. Don't I'm pulling for you guys. <laughs> yeah, you should be. Um, when Ye first started while and I ran into you, at, it was at Korean barbecue. I yes. think. And I was like, or is it Mateen's? But I was like, I need to talk to you. I want. It was at Mateen's. And I was like, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you about this. And that's when I actually, I wanted to bring back the podcast then. Specifically because right. I wanted to talk to you while you was in town. Oh, yes. Uh, but oh, I didn't have a friend. place. You didn't have this lovely studio. 
Um, and so now we're here. I was like trying to rent out my old studio, but then we're like downtown, whatever. So, all right, we're here. Um, mad things have changed since with Ye since then. A lot of time has gone to cool off. I don't know if everyone's cooled off. Um, I hope so. But I now one like I'm I'm, I'm at the point where like and I don't know how this is going to work. But the erasure of Kanye West is mm. is like you know they did last night every like a bunch of people last night are watching the 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 hip hop fifty year mm-hmm. and they left out a whole era of the two thousands when Kanye and, and you had to when when Kanye had Jay Z rocking the summers like rocking right I, yeah uh, and you know even. Like I, 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 I worry, I, I heard him at a party the other day and I was like, all right, I can, at least I can still hear him at a party now. But like, I, I, I saw a list of the top 10 streaming artists of like 2022 and they just blacked out his name. Like I was like, oh, wow. it was like last FM. It was like last like, FM. Like he didn't actually like still he, stream he, more. He, he didn't. We're just mad. All right. Yeah. The, it's funny how they, how they're doing that to him. It's, I had, I had a conversation with some some Jewish guys about this when I had explained there's a difference between Kanye and Hitler. There's a big difference between Kanye and actual white, you know, Nazi anti-Semites. It's, and so, all right, it's a, there's two, a it's, huge it's, difference between it. And here's where I like this for a while. I was like, I was like, no, 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 I'll, you know, I'll talk shit. I'll, I'll help defend Kanye and not defend him, but like explain a little bit where he's coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, right. In the beginning, right? I was like, Kanye West is different from a white supremacist. Kanye West is not... Kanye, stop, nigga, get away I'm from the white supremacists. Why, are you, like, why, did why you, are you hanging with them now? What did you bring the white supremacists out for? It got real, and like after that, I was just like, I, you know, I listen, I wish him the best. Maybe, maybe there's something. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm still gonna like, you know, I'm not right, gonna, right. I'm not gonna let nobody like shit on. Yeah, I don't all. discuss it with white people a lot because it's sometimes nah, it's, it's their difficult. their line of of being able to criticize <laughs> black people. There's sometimes their line of being able to criticize black people and not be racist is very blurred. It's really tough. And it's, it's really blurred. And, it's like I get you want to criticize this black person, but you are sounding really racist it's, it's, right now. Right. And it's real tough for me to not even as much as I even might want to, it's tough for that to like be like, nigga, what you like what are you what are you trying what are you talking about this conversation right because i have to i have to err on the side of caution well i put it like this you know kanye is a special figure it's okay uh, you know it's like this yes he said some some foul things some foul shit that i don't agree with um and i think on a level of life we look at things like, you know, did I die from it? Did people die from it? Did it really hurt? What I what I feel like with Kanye, it's like, you know, it's with any black people with the Jewish community, there is a very different relationship with us than there is with a white skinhead Nazi from the South who just doesn't like Jews because he's been told not to. We've been forced in our in our community to interact with their community in every facet. Uh-huh. I mean, not even forced to my, my, like, cause my grit, my parents are from Hempstead, New York. Right. Right. So I've all, and like the neighborhood I grew up in was Jewish. So even coming from my like uncle's grandparents and everything, my grandfather, I learned my first Yiddish words from like my grandfather. Cause yeah. he, that was just like who they ran with up in Hempstead. Well, New that's York. the thing. Cause and what, all through Brooklyn. Well, that's the issue because there was a time when we 
teamed with them right. because we saw the treatment. We were getting pretty much the same treatment. But then what happened was after slavery, when the whole, you know, black white classification was created, yeah. some people who were not normally considered white were given that classification right. through their skin tone. And they have many have gone on to use that classification to their advantage um, and not to the benefit right. of us. But, you know, and that's the thing, that's the difference between our relationship with that community and say a neo-Nazi skinhead right. who has definitely not had to deal with that community. Because like you said, your grandfather told you your first years were because he probably grew up in a situation where he had to get a job from a Jewish guy. He probably had to deal with a Jewish guy in the community who owned yeah. something, you know, not yeah. saying all Jewish people own stuff. What we're saying is there was a time in this country where we couldn't own stuff and many well, yeah, Jewish people own stuff for us, for, like you know, and uh, helped us in that way. And I think it's, you know, kind of the the way the Italians and the Irish came and they were like, we were hated on then. Yeah. But eventually they got classified as white. Yeah. And then they get to take advantage of the white privilege. But they still get to also, run and they right. get to use their ethnicity right. too. And so it ha also happened with Jewish people and they were like, we're able to classify as white. And I think because of their proximity to us, like early on, right? Mm -hmm. um, us being in the community together at some point, and them then getting like whites, like it created the situation that we're in that we're like, oh, we fuck with I you. I feel like this. Right. They were put into ghettos, but now that's something that's associated with us. Right. Like we're associated with ghetto more than they are. And they were put in the same neighborhoods that we were. You yeah. know what I mean? But the difference is at some point they were allowed to own their neighborhoods and change their neighborhoods for the better. Whereas we were like, for instance, okay, San Francisco, California. Uh, the Fillmore District. The Fillmore District used to be, you know, during redlining times, this was the only place that black people could buy homes in San Francisco. It was the Fillmore, Bayview, Hunters Point, which is on the south side. The Fillmore sits directly in the center of San Francisco. It's like, it's it's right there. It's you, you're, you're literally touching City Hall living in the Fillmore. And at one point, it was all independent black-owned homes. It was all homes that were owned by black people who worked on the ports, the docks, you know, and they were allowed to buy. So, but the the difference was it was public domain. So the city owned the land. Yeah. So what they did was they felt black people would be better off living in subsidized housing. So they literally tore down sixty to seventy percent of the homes that were privately owned black homes in the Fillmore and put up projects, put up apartments and stuff like that. Um, the the thing is they don't do that to their neighborhoods. You know what right. I mean? And, and, and that's so, their proximity to and whiteness. And I think like the reason why, uh, you know, Kanye West saying something would be different than a white supremacist yeah. saying something. He's still wrong, because, but it's from a yeah, different place. Right. Um, and it, I think the, the main issue, and this is what I usually am like, I'm like, we've, in this country, more than anyone else, I, a, a Romanian guy told me that they've had it worse in the world. But in this country specifically, yeah. more than anyone else, we've been fucked in every direction, yes. right? Um, in a very specific, pointed, long, sustained way. Uh, and so, you know, black people are going to like point it out anywhere. I think the problem, not even I think the problem, the problem with what Kanye did was because I don't mind like people being like, no, I've been screwed over right, by right. like, you know, this guy, right? By that particular guy. Right. <laughs> don't have a problem. I like Prince said it, like, right, you know, right. like these people have been fucking me on my thing. 
You've all fucked me, right? Right. Kanye was like, no, Jewish people are fucking me, right? And it's like, no, everybody is fucking us. Everybody's fucking us. And that's us. like the thing. Like, I, I, and, and it, it becomes dangerous because he knows that there's, the way that he's saying it, he does, he is aware. He is aware that white supremacists are going to take it. Yeah. And here's the thing. That shit is not, that's an entertainment problem. That is an entertainment problem. Dude, it's, that is not, that is not it is a every nigga on the street. Yeah. Jewish people are fucking me. Like, no, no, no. they fucking Kanye. Like, that's, they not. That's an entertainment they're, problem. They're, and, they're, your boss is fucking And me. the thing is, like, it's like, you, it's like, that's the part that baffled me the most. Is like, okay, yes, what he said was messed up. But to deny that the entertainment industry is not heavily influenced by Jewish people is yeah, literally and, I mean, and here's insane how I think, Here's to me. how I think the conversation could have gone, right? Yeah, right. Like, the, and, and, like like yeah we have we have a role and we should address the role like let's let's let's, let's get right right yeah kanye chill the fuck out but like you know let's have this conversation then right yeah that's what um, i said we need to have the conversation let's let's let's, let's sell a bunch of catalogs right <laughs> get this shit right and going forward we clean up right i mean if you watch that movie uh walk hard the dewey cox story the running joke through the whole fucking movie is the jewish guys running the music industry yeah, like and, literally, that's the whole running joke. It's and like it, nobody got mad at that movie for making that joke, and it's like, uh, to me, that was a cringe joke because I'm like, well, I don't know, you're kind of. I I think it, you know any joke can be made, and then it just becomes an issue once you start leaning into fucking like actual white supremacists, right? right? Um, and that's what and, he's doing, now. and I think. Because I, I, for, for most things, I am pretty, pretty fucking, uh, lenient, right? I want to hear anyone say what, whatever they have to say for right, the most right, part. Right. Like I'm very, very about that. Right. I want to, I want to hear basically yeah. the worst shit that people have to say, but once it starts going to like, even down in Florida, right. Fucking Ron DeSantis. I'm like, okay, Ron DeSantis. Okay. Wants to be a little peaceful. Okay. Wants this. Oh, this nigga's cleaning out libraries and banning books. Like, I know a step in the wrong direction, right? Yeah. Like, you know the step when you're like, too far. We're not just tangling with ideas now, yeah. right? We're not having a discussion now. We're moving into a direction. Fascism. Right. Yeah. And, and then, so once you start not, because for a minute he was, and like, there's a lot of things that he said that, that people think are more fucked up than I do. Um, and not for a reason of agreement, but if he's like strictly on the, uh, like if he was just like not sitting next to Nick Fuentes yes. and to me, and this is to me, and this is how I believe through the whole world. If he's going, there's not like it, like Hitler wasn't an entirely bad person. Right. Cause I think for every single, like it's one of my most important things in the world to my belief system, uh, is that we can't hold like as soon as you write someone off as entirely evil, they're beyond reproach. There's nothing you can do about them. We can't defeat this, right? It's, it, this is this is just like an evil that exists, right? Instead of like, there's things we can be doing as better as a world to stop this. There are ways that we can like, you know, you can't write people off because uh, then then oh, there's no, you, can, you can kind of write Hitler off. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, you 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 like he's fucking dead. Like we don't have you, to write Hitler off. Well, no, like, we don't have to write him off. But, but we what don't I'm have saying to is, if you're trying to understand a person, right, and understand how they got there, 
you have to understand that they are a person, right? Yeah. Oh no, that's um, that's key. And but so, like, I could if he was just saying like some like love shit, like straight up love shit, without what he was doing, right? Without what he was doing, I could be like, yeah, I, I understand that because I Jesus said love everyone. True. Jesus was that was his main point. If Jesus has one point, and Kanye West says I am a Christian and I say love everyone, and Jesus so might say love everyone, but there's definitely parts in the Bible where it says, yeah, sure, you can love everybody, but I mean, no, you got to fuck with everybody. There's parts of the Bible. <laughs> like just, that's parts of the Bible. That's the New like, Testament, and it is that Jesus was very clear. Jesus. He had no exceptions. It wasn't love everyone, mm, but love, mm, fuck that nigga over there. It I can was love people, and and then you can. But I'm saying thing? if you truly believe that this. This That's is, why I don't believe that. Well, f- fair enough. That's a fair uh, But like, you know, I, I always bring up the kid um, when the cop shot, uh, the white the white chick cop, she caught, they shot her neighbor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and she got convicted. And... On the black judge when he gave her. <laughs> gave her and, but the, the dude's little brother was like, can I give you a hug? I want to forgive you. Whew. And... Niggas lost their mind. Black people was like, I, I understand. How you what you gonna go up there and hug this white woman? And he, he said, I'm a Christian, and my my God tells me that I have to forgive you, right? Your I have to forgive God. you. You killed my brother, but I have to forgive Your you. Your white that, God tells you and, that. My African shaman God says, kill that bitch. Kill that bitch. But they don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I mean, I can understand that level, but I understand him, it. I don't for him agree to not it. to to do it in a way that like, you know, the fuck's out there. Like I, even like if he did the slavery was a choice, right. Mm. Which I defended all day. Right. I was like, I understand exactly what he was saying. I, I get where he was getting at. It was not lost on me whatsoever. Right. And people were absolutely offended. Right. Offended. Um, and I was like, no, I get it. But if he would have did that and then went on some like, which he's like kind of doing now, but if he like would have did that and then, I don't know, started like blaming black people for, you know, fucking the crack epidemic or something. You know what I mean? If he just started like doing some like wild shit, I'd be like, oh no, nigga, that's dangerous to me. Right. 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 And there's shit that's dangerous to me. Right. Like I, I, and I, I, I'll argue this. Um, I think a danger was created on both sides of the way he did this argument. Yeah. Because when he was considered to be the like the most dangerous person like the, alive, the face of anti-Semitism, right? and I was like, that is part of the stereotype that says that black people are dangerous. Well, like yeah. how is Kanye West the most dangerous person? Well, yeah, it, well, it's always the overpunishment of black people. Whenever we do anything that white people do, we get overpunished. And you know, I'm not saying there shouldn't be correction, but yes, we do tend to get the overcorrection. Like it's in our justice system, like how. Two defendants, one white, one black, can do the same crime, but you're clearly going to see the white guy get less time, probably even probation, than the black guy, and they could both be on their first offense. So I think, yes, there is a definite, definite, definite overpunishment of black people. Like we saw with the Kyrie thing. Kyrie did not agree with anything in that movie. He did not say, I, I think all these views are right. He didn't say, I stand. He just said, this is an interesting take that I didn't know about. What do you think? He and, didn't even say that. I think he just posted the shit. Yeah, he just posted it. He did post it and just yeah. and kind of like, but he never gave it a, you know, and his failure was not to give the explanation behind it of why he was posting it. That was his failure in part. But the way they went after him and tried to make him apologize I, and do all this I stuff. I don't think he, I don't think he should have ever been asked about it in the first place, honestly. Well, I think, well, no, here's the thing. 
No, he should, maybe should not have been asked, but I think as a as the the way we talk about social media is there's responsible social media use. And one of the things about social media is, especially when you're a Kyrie Irving, when you have that many followers, it's like the thing you talk about dangerous. When you put something up without any context, people are going to interpret it any way they want. And the problem is, was it that movie was eleven ninety nine on yeah. Amazon? It is, yeah, yeah, I feel you. Not I a understand. nigga in the world. Anybody who clicked I, on that, they would have clicked on it. I understand. They would have watched the trailer. Because I, I watched I watched the goddamn documentary. It is, it is it is it is very well researched. It is interesting. Yeah. It is so bad. It is it is a poorly made it's documentary. Poorly made. This nigga talks through the whole thing. He yeah. reads the whole three and a half hours of him just being like, and then if you read about the Anunnaki, and then they did this, mm-hmm. but did you know who is did you the know? original <laughs> child of Shem? Who is the original <laughs> child of Abraham? See, Shem has started off in yeah. Bethlehem, and I'm like, brother, like, I can't, I this can't is listen so to it. bad. But here's the thing, when, when Kyrie shared it, and on his platform, he does have responsibility to his own brand to say, in context, I don't agree or disagree with anything. I want to hear your thoughts. I don't. I don't think he does. And here's why I don't think he does. Um, I I argue with Christians a bunch, right? I real I used to argue with Christians a bunch, and I realized a while that it's not fair, right? right. Because I argue better than them. I can discuss a thing well, better never than them. So even if they are extremely passionate in their beliefs, right? They they can't fish. They'll, they'll they always like let me let me have you go talk to my pastor. Let me have you go talk to this person. Let me have you go talk well, to that person. Taught, right? That's how because, they're taught to argue. But they also don't. They're taught because they take it anything. in doesn't mean they know how to articulate it. No, no, they don't right. know how to. Here's the thing. Here's the difference. With them, they are taught not to ask no questions. They are taught that God works in mysterious ways. So if you don't understand it, don't question it. It's a uh, mysterious way of God. No, a pastor can articulate. I can argue with a pastor well, for three days. Well, articulate is the thing. Here's the thing. He wasn't articulating the points in the thing. All he had to say was, what do you think? Like, even if he just t- say, hey, what do you think? If he had just put that there, then that changes everybody's mindset of, oh, he's not agreeing or disagreeing. He's asking my opinion. And then people will respond to the question as opposed to what they don't agree with. Nobody was about to respond nothing to that. Like I <laughs> listen, I like I said, I watched a three and a half hour long eleven ninety nine documentary on through, Amazon that was terrible. I got through 30 Do you know minutes. how much, right? Do but do you understand how much promotion was done of that to get me to be like, what the fuck? Like I have to like let me see what this is, right? Nobody. I follow Kyrie Irving. I didn't even see that shit. You wouldn't have stopped. Nobody would have cared. They cracked open more of an issue, right? I know niggas who never in their life would have been like, I'm an Israelite. Be like, I'm an Israelite. Like, right. you know what I mean? I've spent, I, I've argued with the Israelites. Oh God, I don't even argue with them no more. I, I, but I used to, like I said, I used to argue with people. Like I said, I used you to can't argue, argue, with argue with people that believe I used shit. to be on the corner arguing to these niggas was mad because they, they, they rude when they out there on the streets. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, but, but I've that's also, I also had like argue. a really good long conversation with the airport. Um, ultimately, it's Abrahamic religion, which 
I don't believe in. Um, so I'm like, no matter what your point is, I don't believe in it. I don't right? believe it. And I'm like, oh, we came up with this lie first. Like, congratulations. Like, right, I don't right. give a shit, right? Um, so, like, I don't believe it. Uh, but no, I wouldn't. Like, why? I, I, knew, that. For I you. knew that. I knew that. And now I'm still watching this but goddamn listen to what documentary. You're saying. You have a deeper understanding. And it's like, okay, so there's a certain podcast on that a friend of mine does that I will not name, but basically there's somebody on his, on his show that not everybody is a big fan of being on the show. Um, and this person um, often is not, is often seems like they don't know what they're talking about and often ask crazy questions. And the reason why the person's there is because majority of the percentage of people are in that mindset. You talking about Noriega? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. We're talking about, we yeah, can talk about that. Right. But basically what I'm saying is, is kind of like, yes, you as an individual have a, have a deeper way of articulating. You can do that. Right. The average person that's following Kyrie, the average basketball fan of Kyrie is not in that mindset. When they see him post something, their mind goes to, this is his thoughts. This is what he believes because I believe what he believes and I'm going to because he's a celebrity and I believe that. And that's the people that needed the disclaimer. Not Nobody you. Nobody needed a disclaimer. Not if, you. If, no, no, no. If, we got to keep that if, in mind. No, no. Not you. You don't no, need the disclaimer because needs, you're not paying no, attention no like that. No one needs a disclaimer. But and apparently, apparently some people did need a disclaimer. And when your platform is that big. This is why this is why certain people on that are like certain people that are at a certain level don't even have social media because anything you say has to come with some sort of like it's okay for instance all right have you seen the the documentary on Netflix called Where's My Jet it's about it's about this guy who saw Pepsi Remember when they did the Pepsi points? Oh yeah, yeah and they yeah, had a commercial yeah. where they showed a Harrier Jetland, and on it it said seven million Pepsi points. Right, dude took that as oh, I just need to get seven million Pepsi points, and I'm gonna get this Harrier. So he he devised a plan and all this to get this Harrier. And the thing was, when Pepsi million. made the commercial, they were like, nobody in their right mind is gonna think we're gonna give them a right. Harrier jet for seven million points. So we'll just put it in there. We don't right. even care. But if they all they had to put was this is not real, they would have avoided right. a whole bunch of every, trouble. Every fucking day, Russell bitch ass Wilson <laughs> gets his <laughs> ass on Twitter or some shit and be like, prayer still works. Like, nigga, you can't play football right to stop. Jesus ain't yeah. with you. But every day he get up there and be like, Jesus is still my Lord and Savior. Jesus, and he posts scriptures and everything. Every fucking day he's up there with that shit, right? And I don't ever see in an interview them going, tell us about your beliefs. What do you believe? Do you believe Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior? Oh, it's because tell, tell Christianity is accepted. It's kind of like, it's kind of like so how it, drinking is more accepted than smoking weed. You know, this is called fuck politics, religion, and Kanye because it's the three things we're not supposed to talk about, really, right? right? They're not asking anyone about their religious beliefs. And that's what he said in the first interview is you guys are asking about religion and we don't want to have that conversation. So I want to talk about basketball. Let's talk about basketball. Right. That should have been it. And I think the issue was I, I didn't give a shit 
I don't want him to explain it. I don't want him to explain One it. I don't things. think he'll do a good job. He doesn't have to explain. It. Like I said, he doesn't have to explain shit. All he has to do is put a disclaimer on the post saying, these ain't my beliefs. Like it's almost like when they say, when you watch if those you late night infomercials, hey, the views and beliefs of this next program do not represent those maybe. of Channel 2 News or, uh, or whoever's putting this on. So all he has to say is, what do you think? And that changes the dynamic of the post from, I'm posting because that's the thing I remember. The average person thinks anything you post on social media, you really believe. Like when when Charles Hoffa Kelly is posting those posts about how terrible his life is and all these things. Yeah, the average the average Facebook user said, "Oh my God, this guy's going to." But meanwhile, we sitting there no, with him like this nigga full of shit because I mean, we know he went on there and pretended to be someone else and said that he died. Exactly. That shit but that's the thing. Hilarious. It's like it's like people oh my believe. God, no. People believe he was getting inboxes daily from people thinking he was actually depressed. And it's like See? people really believe when he, you post he, something. He was depressed. Yeah. People <laughs> well, you know. People believe that when you post something online that you really believe it. And the problem with being that big of a celebrity is Kyrie's. All he had to do, not even say, I believe this, I don't believe this, well, this idea. He didn't have to talk about it. All he had to say was, What do you think? And what happens is now we're answering the what do you think? Now it's on the it's on it's on the person who's who's reading it as opposed to him to have to explain it. Because now he's like, well, tell me what you I think. I find what do you think what far you think? more inviting than just posting that shit and you being like it clears him. Nigga, though. I don't want to watch this. But here's the thing. Oh, uh, it does force him, but it is inviting. But that's the thing. He's posting already you, because he wants to invite people I to watch something. Bet they made that man a fucking multimillionaire <sighs> just off of that. You couldn't buy better promotion. Right. He, he could have bought billboards all over the month, all right. over every city. And everybody oh. would have been like, I ain't watching that shit. What, is, what are they talking about? Oh, but, yeah. Yeah. You fucking run on the news every exactly. day. It's, it's the same. It. It's the same reason we got Trump. It's because every day they talk about Trump. They talk about Trump. They talk about Trump. And like, why do people like Trump? Like, stop talk. Stop promoting the shit if you don't. Uh, so, yeah. do I ever get done to two? What do you think? Oh man, right now, nah. I don't think. I don't think. Well, you know, yeah, is weird like that. It's like you think he's going through all this stuff, but in the meantime, he's probably doing like twenty beats a day. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure and, he is. And, he's working. He's, he's probably, he's in his studio right now, probably doing songs and recording songs. So I have no doubt that he has lots of music recorded. I just don't know if we get Donda too. I don't know if I'm excited to hear anything right now from him. I really, really, really want him to heal. I really just want him to just stop working and get his, his mental together because it's to the point now where I don't, the, I just listen to the old music because that's the Kanye. I the old music is opposed to what? Oh, like Donda Two or something. Donda. Like I listen to Donda. I listen to all that stuff, but it's like I hear this different Kanye in this new music. It's like it's almost like you hear him slipping into these psychosis moments in the music, and you hear this. And I know it's better so, for him to do it in music than to be on the news and media, but I don't think he's psychotic. I think he's uh, I think he's bipolar. Uh, like. Whoa. In, he's in definitely that, not taking his meds. Yeah, and you know, I don't, I don't even know if I want him to to, to take his meds. Um, I won. I, I listen, do. listen. He needs it. Do you, I? Every everyone that I like, we we want to take away from this, but niggas is so hurt 
when they go through breakups. Dudes oh, yeah. be so hurt going through breakups. But here's the thing. Uh, and I don't think that makes you racist or anything, but if you're Kanye West and you're on like a world stage and, and then you don't have you're, your, you're, 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 you got well, Pete Davidson thing. fucking texting you from bed. Like he is a hurt, hurt, Here's the hurt thing. Man. I get all that, but I'm, I mean, I can't, More than crazy. I can't tell you all my sources, but you know, I know people Right. That are close to him. And they say, I crazy. know people that are like directly yeah. linked to him. And when when we talk and they and like when they have to call me to decompress from being with him. Right. Because they are yeah, so yeah. worried about him that they go to him and they're like, hey, what's really going on? And he goes through these these like when you hear people talk about like and I've seen someone go through this before. So I know what it's like the bipolar psychosis when you're not on your meds is when you your moods are flipping every two minutes. Yeah. And he is in that state of like he's like like, OK, I'm Kanye. Ask him, man, what's up? I love you, man. Man, thanks for letting me do this podcast, man. Eagles yeah. go Eagles. Yeah. You know, man. But you know what? Fuck, man. Fuck yeah, these yeah. people, man. They trying to take me there. And you with them? Yeah, Are you with right. them? You yeah, trying yeah, to be yeah. with them? Man, get the fuck out of my face. Right. Man, I don't mean like that, bro. I'm just I'm just tripping, bro. I mean, right, you know, right. man, look, I love you, man. You know, that's and where he's at with it. Yeah. So now it's not even a matter of like. Through those I, interviews, too, like uh, there was like, I think it was a Lex Freeman interview. And that one, I was just like. He's not oh there. yeah, he's 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 fucked up. No, he's and 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 and, and I don't know if I don't know what his alcohol consumption is. I don't know what his drug abuse, his drug of choice is, you know. But you know, I know recently he had a falling out with Dave Chappelle over something. I'm not going to go into details of it, but it was really affecting Dave in a way because I I was there and I saw you know I wasn't there when they had it, but I, yeah. I saw the effects of how Dave was feeling you know, afterwards. And it's definitely one of those That's things why we that got Elon. Yeah. It's definitely <laughs> one of those. I mean, it's definitely one of those things where it's like, you see the effects of mental health on the people that love the person that's going through it. Right, right, right. And that's where I'm, that's my circle I'm in around people who actually love this dude. Cause like even Quali, as mad as he is at him for going on drink champs and saying all that shit about how he was faking and all this shit, he stills like, that's my baby bro. That's you know what I'm saying. Nigga, fuck that's Quali. First of all, fuck oh yeah, that's right. Quali. That's right. You got beef with Quali. This nigga called me a fucking Nazi. You don't know me, Todd. You said, you said, you said. I feel no. sorry for your. Oh, tell your mother to stop raising Nazis. Is what you said to me because I said I have because no. I said that's your brother. You don't need to be doing this publicly. And he said, you fucking Nazi. This I'll I'll slap well, the shit out I'm, you. Well, here's the thing. First okay, Quali's defense this is what I'm speaking to. He called me a Nazi. That pain from seeing that pain from seeing somebody that you got so much love for disrespects you on a public platform that now you're shooting everybody that comes at you because you're so hurt. Yeah. And it's nothing you can do to really hurt that, that really, person. That hurt him bad. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and and that's the thing. It, it it hurt I mean, it hurt me to see that shit. And, yeah. I, and I wasn't even around because I remember listening to Kanye's song Last Call, where he's like talking about his trajectory, you know, his right. his his journey. And he talks about how Quali was, was the first, first person to take him on the road and fuck with him as a rapper. Right. And then knowing Quali hearing him tell the stories of yeah, I was the first person that fuck with that nigga as a full artist instead of just a beat machine. You know yeah. what I mean? And I feel like, you know, with Quali, it's like he is he is such a focused, determined person. Um, and, and the social media is crazy because there's a thousand people coming at you and all that. But yeah, I feel like, you know, in that moment, he is 
lashing out because he is hurt because Kanye is lashing out because he is hurt. He called, um, me, a, he called me a Nazi. I know. Right. I know. Right. I don't know what to say, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Quali is a good guy. You know, it's, right, just, it's just the all internet. Right, all right. All right. Listen, I've seen, I've seen, uh, as far as live shows go, it's like, I think Jay might be number one is between Yay and Hove. Mm. And then it's like, Talib Kweli and Lil Dragon. Do you know how much it hurt me yeah. for Talib Kweli to call me? And not? I've I've sang "Get By," yay yay and Kweli so many times, hand to the sky, like I'm at motherfucking church for this nigga. Uh, recently, I've seen him recently. People are like, oh, you want to go see? I don't want to go. I'm like, nah, come on, Talib's great, great live. And this nigga yeah. call me a Nazi. Call me a Nazi. Um, anyway, uh, let the people know where they can find you at. Where uh, you, you can find me at Chris Riggins Comedy. Um, that's the Instagram. That'll tell you where I'm gonna be. Um, I'll be in L. I'll be at the Comedy Store mostly. So come say hi. You know, um, we'll smoke some weed and and do all that good stuff. He ain't gonna do none of that with you, but he'll be smoking weed in the back, and you can watch him on stage. Uh, this has been Chris Riggins. Uh, I'm Aston Wallace. You can find me at uh, Fast Ramon on not everything. It used to be Fast Ramon on everything, but I'm banned from some things. So Fast Ramon on Instagram, Shaman Wallace on Twitter. Um, I got back on Facebook yesterday. To, uh, I saw that. Oh yeah, over over uh, your beef. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, over your bullshit. Wait, wait, I didn't even know I had a beef. Uh, I'm not gonna bring it up because <laughs> other, other niggas gonna cry. Um, so I don't want to make anybody cry. Anyway, I'm Aston Wallace, Fast Ramon on Instagram, Shaman Wallace, Aston Wallace on YouTube. You can go listen to it. Uh, come back. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, this is FBRK. Peace.